Welcome and thanks for joining us for this week's encouraging and faith-building message from C3 Topol. For more information about C3 Topol, visit our website c3churchtopol.org.nz. Now for this week's message. But uh, we're starting this new this, uh, series and I just want to open it up this morning in the, the little bit of time that I, I have left. Um about the parables, and the team is going to be preaching on a, a whole lot of the parables in our absence. But I just wanted to open it this morning uh, from the Psalm 78. Here it is. This is a prophecy about the coming of Jesus Christ. He says this, My people hear my teaching. They listen to the words of my mouth. I'll open my mouth with parables, and I'll utter hidden things, things from of old. Other translations say, hidden things, hidden since. Still in denial. Hidden things since the creation of the world. There you go. Things that we've heard and known, things that our ancestors have told us, we will not hide them from our descendants. We will tell the next generation the praiseworthy deeds of the Lord, His power and the wonders He has done. He decreed statutes for Jacob and established the law in Israel, which He commanded our ancestors to teach their children so the next generation would know them. Even the children yet to be born, and they in turn would tell their children, and they would put their trust in God and would not forget His deeds, but would keep His commandments." So here is, a, here is a, a prophetic word telling about the forecoming of Jesus Christ and what Jesus' ministry is going to evidence itself as while he is teaching people here on earth. The Old Testament had prophets who, who prophesied and declared and who spoke somewhat mysteriously about what God was going to do and how he was going to do it. Jesus enters the scene in the New Testament, and he begins to teach the people in this new form of communication called parables, which is like speaking in parallels from finding a parallel between God's world and our world. And he's saying this, I will open my mouth with a parable and I'll utter hidden things from old. This, this reference is caught up or catches up in the book of Matthew chapter 13 where this is quoted after Jesus has delivered some of his first parables. They are then in reflection reminded of what the psalmist wrote so many years ago. They're saying this is now what is happening. We are seeing the evidence, the fulfillment of this Messiah coming to earth and that he is teaching in parables. He is, his means of communication is almost like an everyday language drawing parallels between the, the current world that we live in and the eternal kingdom that God dwells in. But it goes on to say that there's this, he is teaching us, he is setting us up for the generations to come so that the generation would know them, even the children yet to be born. And they in turn would tell their children and then they would put their trust in God and not forget his deeds, but keep his commandments. And at the very core of this church is a desire and a motivation to set up the generations to come. 
All of this media stuff that you see is designed by Leah Johnson. And, uh, and we, our heart is that through an avenue that is the local church, she is going to gain exposure, experience, and opportunity that is not to be hedged in to uh, this, this, this community, but it will be a launching pad to the world, to wherever that may be. That ministers and, and missionaries and educators and politicians, that many people through the body, the opportunity and the releasing spirit of the local church have the opportunity to realize the treasures that God has laid within them and have the opportunity and the support and the encouragement to use it, to find it, to to express it. And through the vehicle, through the body, through the, the care and the protection and the safety of the local church, the next generation is given the invitation and the opportunity to begin to rise into the destiny that God has on their life. As it says here that even unborn children, even the children yet to be born would tell their children this. God's perspective is ginormous. That he's speaking not to a current generation, not just to the, he's speaking not just to the current generation's children or grandchildren or great-grandchildren. He's speaking to the great-grandchildren's unborn great-grandchildren. This is the perspective and the scope of God's kingdom. This is why the Bible is essential for us not just to have in it as knowledge, but to have in it as kingdom perspective that God writing and penning the Old Testament through prophets and poets and uh, kings and queens and judges was setting up the, the message and the person of who Jesus Christ would be. His perspective, when we read the Bible from cover to cover, it, it, it expands our spirit, it expands our thinking, and it helps us take our eyes off our current scenario and helps us remember that we are here to set up the ones who are not. That church exists for other people. It is the only organization on the face of the earth that exists for non-members. Every other organization generally exists for its members. You have the squash club, the gym, the soccer club, the cozy club, whatever club. They exist, and if you want to get in, you have to prove membership or you have to get signed in by someone who is a member. The church exists for everyone who is a non member. We don't even really run a membership at C3 Church. Like, if you serve and you give and you turn up, you know, every week, well, as often as you can, you'll remember. Like, just own it. <laughs> You're not going to get a badge in a pigeonhole, you're going to get an opportunity to serve. <laughs> So we, we are, our role, our job and our duty is to always be opening the door for somebody else. Whether that's in service, whether that's an opportunity, whether that's in acknowledging the gift of God that you see on their life, don't have a spirit that says, well, no one's opened the door for me. That should motivate you all the more to open it for someone else because it's hard to get through a shut door. It's hard to push your way through. It's hard to, and some people have had to do hard graft in this room. You've been the pioneer for your family. You've made a way into faith and into Christianity. Maybe you're from um, a, a lineage or a family line. 
online that has not honored God and not kind of lived lives that are in alignment with God's kingdom, and you're the one who has broken free, I applaud you and I salute you and I commend you for the significant thing that you've done on behalf of your family and all the generations that are to come from. You are a total game changer in your family, and I commend that and I honor it. And for those of you who have done it, keep doing it. For those of you who are in that process right now, don't give up the fight. Don't give way. Don't go back to what you knew. Stay true to what you have found in Christ Jesus. But we are here to open the door for other people, to give other people opportunity. So the next generation would know Jesus Christ. God came. Jesus came for the current generation, but so that the generations to come, generation after generation, would know Jesus Christ. That's why the the promise that God made to Abraham, that through him all nations and all generations would be blessed, was acknowledging the, the lineage from which Jesus Christ would come. That every generation is designed and destined to encounter Jesus Christ and find their purpose and their destiny and their fulfillment of life in Christ and in Christ alone. But as a church and as a people and as a group of believers, it is who are saved. And like if you've been in church, if you've been saved six months, like you've had, you're done. You need to move on and up to the next piece that Christ, don't sit, you know, for year after year thinking, I need an opportunity or I just need a little bit more knowledge. No, if you've had six months, you're good to go. Give someone else a seat, open the door for someone else. Your life will come alive when you start serving and considering the welfare of another as opposed to the welfare of yourself. More blessed to give than it is to receive. Jesus, the Son of God himself, came not to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. That our lives should be bridges and platforms and doorways and opportunities for others to get across, to get through, to, to get in. And Jesus Christ is the ultimate bridge, is the ultimate you know, reconciler of humanity to divinity, but it is our lives that are like the on-ramps to the freeway of life that is Jesus Christ, that, that people can see Jesus, people can, can hear about Jesus, people inside can know that spiritual things exist, but they're looking for an on-ramp into divinity, into salvation, into relationship, into God's kingdom, and it is our lives that people use as on-ramps and access ways to the, the freeway freeways and the highways that God's kingdom has for people to to ride on and to to flow on like by little streams that flow into the greater river that is the spirit of God and he says I'll open my mouth I'll speak with parables I'll utter things hidden from days gone by things hidden since the creation of the world so that generation after generation after generation after generation will know who I am. I will bring to the world a message that is continually relevant. My message will never grow irrelevant because the needs of humanity have never changed. They may look different. They may present themselves differently, but the baseline need of humanity, the heart of the issue is the issue of the heart. 
sons and daughters disconnected to the wondrous love of God and the saving grace of His Son, Jesus Christ. And as Paul wrote, I urge you to be reconciled. I urge you, I plead with you, I commend you, I do all that I can to, to, with my life, with my breath, with my speech, to, to encourage you to be reconciled to one another and unto Jesus Christ, to, to find life in Christ Jesus, to give your life to Jesus Christ, that the message of Jesus Christ is as needed today as it has ever been, as a world that is desperate for identity and belonging and fulfillment. It needs to find Jesus Christ. It needs someone, a brother, a sister, a friend, even a complete stranger to lay down their life that it may be an on-ramp for another generation. That this church that we are building, C3 Church here in Topol, may it be an on-ramp. May it just be a platform. We will never arrive. But may we be building a strong platform that our children can drive over. That our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren can use our lives, our ministry, our example, our sacrifice to maybe go through something that we went through that because of our sacrifice and our diligence and our grit, they're not going to have to fight that giant. Leave no giants in your land. Leave no giants in your land. Your children will have giants all of their own. Don't let them have to fight yours before they take their own. Don't leave giants in your land, giants of unreconciliation, giants of fear, giants of pride, giants of insecurity, giants of offense. Don't leave giants roaming the land that you should be slaying that will slow down the speed and the process of the generations. It's our job and our duty as the ones present today to slay the giants that the next generation moving through will build the city, will lay hold of the promises, will level up, will, will build upon the foundation of your life. This is who we are as a people and as a church. We lay our lives down. We serve, we give, we lead, we love that someone else, another soul may be won, another friend may be, you know, saved into God's kingdom, that a community would find all around them access points, whether it's in lunchrooms or workrooms or boardrooms or sports rooms or living rooms or bedrooms, they'll be finding access points all around their lives to God's kingdom. You're a Christian. I met someone the other day. They were a Christian. I work with this guy. He's a Christian. I play sports with this guy. He's a Christian. All around their lives, there are on-ramps for them to drive their life into the loving arms of God and the saving grace of His Son, Jesus Christ, to have the wind of the Holy Spirit breathe upon them fill their sails and their souls with confidence. The next generation would know, even the children yet to be born, and they in turn would tell their children. They would put their trust in God. They would not forget His deeds, and they would keep His commands. Thank you for joining us for this week's podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Have a blessed week.